my values are simple, really simple. Do the right thing, even if it hurts. This is Ag, a show about fascinating and inspiring stories of leaders in agriculture that challenges to think and introspect on how we lead our lives and our organizations. And I'm your host, Kirti Mutatkar, President and CEO of United Ag. Today I'm in Tulare County, California, and I'm talking to Eric Bream. I've known Eric for quite some time, but recently I was when I was hiking and I was listening to an interview by Mike Shore. He is the creator of the Netflix series, The Good Place. He just came out with a book, and the book is called How to Be Perfect, The Correct Answer to Every Moral Question. So when I was listening to Michael, and I just thought of you, Eric, since we've had so many conversations, you and I, and you've talked about your mindset of creating the Bream Family Firms, and just listening to Michael and what he was talking from an ethics standpoint and what to apply in business and listening to your stories, I thought of you and I thought of driving down and meeting with you and having a conversation with you because I want our audience and our listeners to hear what I heard and how I connected, what the ethical thing to do in business and what you do. Uh, so can you share the story of Bream Family Farms and what you do? The story of Bream Family Farms goes back to the early 50s when my grandparents were, they were involved in the citrus industry in Southern California in the Glendora area. We've been growing citrus ever since. Um, it was around 1952 when uh, when they came to this area. And uh, I'm the third generation of my family to, to run the farm. So, And I'm highly invested in moving it to the fourth generation, which is based on a lot of factors, is a pretty big challenge these days for an operation our size. I was really intrigued the way you've set up your business with the Bream Family Farms and how the profits and what you give back and what you do with the employees. So can you like talk a little bit about that? Sure. Our legacy block was the first, it's the first piece of property my grandfather bought when they moved here. It was an existing orchard at the time. It was planted in 1912. So the trees are 110 years old now. That's not uncommon for that particular area. Uh, there's several of our neighbors um, have uh, orchards that are similar in age, even older. Um, and that is just a really, really good place to grow citrus. It really is. One of the things that I do is I'm an administrator for my job depends on ag. Mm-hmm. And so I'm pretty active on the Facebook page that we use for that every year. I go out to that orchard and I cut open a piece of fruit and I take a picture of it and just basically tell a little piece of the story. And it gets a lot of attention. You know, it probably got, I don't know, 1,500 interactions on it. People are interested in that kind of thing for several reasons. You know, one, one is just because it's like, wow, I didn't know that. Or it's people that are interested in heirloom produce, that kind of stuff. You know, because of some of these challenges, I've looked at it and said, how do we, or is there a way that we can, we can bring this story along with a, with a high quality piece of fruit to someone who hasn't experienced that before? And will they find value in that? Because of some of my interactions on My Job Depends on Ag over the years, I think I've got a decent finger on the pulse of what people are looking for out of agriculture. And so we built some of those into the system because one of the criticisms that ag gets is that 
farm workers aren't paid well enough. So we said, okay, if we can make this work and we can cut out a bunch of the middlemen and we can bring more money back to the farm, what are we, are we doing this so Eric can buy an airplane? No, right? So how do we find that additional value and give it back to the people who are, who are helping us do the work? So we committed to paying at least double minimum wage to everyone that helps us, all of our team on that project. The other thing is that it's, it's an important thing for all of us to give back to our community, especially when you've been blessed. And so we, we made that a component of it as well. And so we're donating half of that crop from that orchard to a local homeless shelter here and uh, the Visalia Rescue Mission. So what we're doing is we're picking fruit on a Saturday morning and it ships out Saturday afternoon. You know, within 48 hours off of the tree, you're going to have it at your house. And there's, a, there's just a huge difference in that versus something that uh, that you would buy in the grocery store. So just you're from a creating an experience uh, for me that I could be on your uh, field out there and actually having that taste, right? So that's the way as, like you're replicating that to a certain extent. As basically. close as close, close as, as you can, as we can. close as we can. Yeah, I would love to have you know just everybody out. <laughs> come come out. here. Yeah, come on, and, and you know let's sit down and talk about all this for 45 minutes, and you know you can walk away with a way deeper understanding. And one of the interesting things. Uh, that we're finding so far is because so many people have moved out of California to other states that a lot of the interest that's coming is from people that used to live in this area or uh, used to live they in know the how state. The food <laughs> they, they know the difference, right? Because yeah. in California, yeah. uh, yeah. It, you know, you go to Los Angeles, almost everybody has a backyard yeah. tree. So we talk about empathy. Empathy for me is a learned behavior. It doesn't come naturally to me. I have to. I have to actually work at it, which I think makes me well more aware of it. What I've what I've learned, especially in the last four years, five years, is my complete approach to the way I my worldview has changed. Just the way I approach life has changed, and it sounds cliche because any any you know meme you see about leadership will talk about self awareness, and and it, it it's become almost cliche. Right, but it is the the foundation of empathy because you have to have self understanding before you can understand someone else. And when and when you can do that and when you understand these larger picture issues, whether it's whether it's one single employee or whether it's your whole community and, and understand how these things that we do or don't do affect them and you and you take a kind of a, a problem-solving approach to it and say, what can I do? So it, it really just does boil down to, you know, do your actions match your values? And because it's really easy to say stuff, but when it, right. when it to hits, live it is yeah, hard. <laughs> to, to live it is a whole nother thing. Yep, yep. And, and I've, you know, especially in the last five years, I've committed to understanding my values and, and living them even when it hurts. One of my employees a few years ago had to have surgery, and the, and the copay was an astronomical amount of money to him. And, you know, he he didn't even come to me. He told my foreman, and my foreman came to me and said, is there anything you can do for him? And I said, absolutely. And I just took care of it for him, right? And that's 
that's normal. That is that is you know whether it's that situation or whether it's another situation, that's normal, right? I mean, I know I know farmers that have helped people get citizenship, you know, helped them through that process. I think that's very unique from what I've seen in agriculture that happens because again it goes back to the family environment and what we do because we treat each other as being part of the family. There's actually a business reason for it as well, right? In my mind, it's secondary, but there's actually a benefit because you've got people that are out working hard every day. And when something like that is weighing on them, like, like for example, what we do, we get one crop a year uh, off of what we do. And that crop generally starts late March, early April. And it, depending on the variety, it may not come off for a year or even longer. So it's a really long-term investment. And so the things that happen out in the field in, let's say, June can have a compounding effect by the following April when maybe harvest is there. And so if you've got someone out working in this that's, that's worried about you know, their copay or worried about their kids and and worried about whatever. Right. I mean, as a, as a business owner, you you can look at it and say, yeah, there's a benefit to making sure that this guy doesn't have to worry about those things. And, and it's hard to quantify that cost. When you treat employees a certain way, they take their ownership and accountabilities at a very different level Mm -hmm. and it becomes their, the business is theirs too. Right. And they, the way they do it. So that, that does have a long-term benefit, but sometimes some of us uh, forget to see that and we taking making a more short-term decision versus a long-term decision. Yeah, and it's really, when you look at it from a financial standpoint, you're investing in people. Yep. There isn't a better investment out yep. there, in my opinion. It also is other employees and other people that you treat, right, the way you treat and comes back in a long long term because it sometimes one or two situations happen their legal issues happen i think some of us get caught up in the legality of things lately because you do something and it becomes a legal issue so you you're afraid to act and you're afraid to do good by somebody because you're so afraid of the legal implications behind it that you've lost the human touch behind business and we're living in the constant fear of either one person the other suing us or whatever legal issues so it's it's so unfortunate that that has happened but once you have the family environment and you treat each other right i think that that's that stays i think to your point when other people see you do the right thing they know that you're going to do the right thing by them so you know i've always been one to that when i give it's without strings right i i give with no expectation and I think if you do it that way, um, you have to be smart about it. You know, otherwise you can be really disappointed. Yeah, right? because if you're burnt once, that doesn't mean you need to stop doing what you do, right? Right, right. because, in, you know, in, in that given situation or any other, um, it's, it's as simple as going back to what I was talking about. Just do the right thing. And what is the right thing? Right. And, you know, because we're all human. I mean, I know when I came back to the ranch, I was, I was in over my head for a long time for a lot of reasons um, that we don't even have time to go into. But I mean, so the first nine months without, I locked myself in a room and fixed stuff. And that's just on the business side. The farm side, I was like, I just, I was like, okay, you guys know what to do, just take care of it. And and it took me nine months before I felt like I could breathe. 
not too long after I finally felt like I could breathe a little bit uh, from the business standpoint, uh, my wife was diagnosed with cancer. So here I was in this situation where I was still, you know, treading water from a business standpoint. I had a lot on my plate. I had a lot to fix. And here this gets thrown at me. So when we look at doing the right thing by your employees, it's reciprocal, right? Because I know as, as we went through that whole thing, I had to rely on them for a lot. And, you know, you don't get that out of people if, you, if you're if you not giving it back or if you haven't already given it back. So it's it's important in in so many ways just because it's we're all human it's the human element of all of this you know and it's not always about the bottom line it's it's about doing the right thing because you want someone to do the right thing for you as well and the human aspect of it is it's we losing it because we are so driven by what does my next quarter look like what does like my, my year look like and uh, it's you lose that who we are as humans, right? And to treat each other the way we should be treated. And it's lost in healthcare, it's lost in a few other industries. And part of our goal and part of our mission should be bringing that back. And as we bring that back, we will, it will have a business impact. So that's the reason when you told me uh, a few months ago, I think this was last year, that you kind of explained to me what your goal is with the Bream Family Farms and what you're planning to do. Um, I was, I, it was, it was an emotional uh, kind of reaction for for me because this is, this is important to do this, uh, right? And, and that, that gets lost and people kind of get into what does my profit look like today? Right. So I am, I guarantee it, this, this is in a few, a uh, couple of years, we'll come back here and we'll be talking about a very different story and you're going to be a huge success because this is what's lacking and this is what actually makes even financial sense. Yeah, and I think uh, when we look at it through that same human lens, I think agriculture's fallen victim to some, of, to some extent of those same things, right? So when we look at the numbers, I think uh, now farmers make up 1.5% of the population across the country. And 85% of people, I don't, don't quote me on that one, but it's close to it, are more than one generation removed from the farm. So there's a huge disconnect between what we do, and there's a lot of misinformation about what we do, and people just don't understand. So a piece of what I'm trying to do is to, you know, kind of peel that curtain back a little mm-hmm. bit and let, and let people look, right? Because it's, it, it's hard, especially in an industry like agriculture, to be transparent. That's true, and that you bring up a good point, the trust, right? Building that trust. So you're building trust with uh, your customers, you're building, building trust with your employees, and you're building trust in the entire world of what, what this industry is all about and what are the uh, preconceived notions that people have and we get past that and really understand each other. Yeah, and it's interesting too. I, there was a, a early on uh, in the pandemic, there was some uh, some studies done about trust mm-hmm. and what industries were trusted and whether or not you know. And farmers came out really well in that, right? So I just looked at that and said, well, how do we leverage that a little bit? Because we are so behind in our messaging, we. 
you know, there's just so much catch up that we have to do. It shows me that there's that there's a need, you know, bigger than maybe we even thought to understand. Or, education, you yeah, mean? Yeah, education or, or really how do, how do we leverage that um, to where, you know, like we talked about the LA Times earlier, mm-hmm. right? I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not trying to bag on them, <laughs> you know, but it's like, is, is that the trusted voice for agriculture or is it a farmer? Right. And and we need to become way more vocal from the farm level to, to establish that trust, with you know, or to reinforce that trust that, that seems to already be there. One of the things that we do when we ship out one of our packages is there's a handwritten note personalized handwritten note mm-hmm, that comes mm-hmm. with every one of them thanking that customer explaining so you're not scaling it because you are personalizing it right yep yep right back to the to the human side of things right those inefficiencies that are built into a smaller operation like ours allow for people to have a life as you get bigger and as you think of scaling sometimes you don't want to scale a few things uh, because you lose that you lose the inefficiencies like you said yeah. because those inefficiencies are what makes the business the business yeah right? well and it's what makes it, it's what makes people people, people. really yep. yeah yep. you That's know right. so if if everything everything can be super perfect right well <laughs> and, I, and i think there's a there's a fair argument to be made when we kind of look at the effects of covid you know the efficiencies that are built into the food system or any other system that that we use a small uh, disruption can have a huge impact, right? Because because we're doing all of this just-in-time kind of inventory and, and stuff like that, right? So this big disruption that's happened the last couple of years has caused some pretty significant disruption. disruption. Yeah, yeah. And it's and so we're seeing the effects of that, whether that's on grocery store shelves or, or otherwise, right? It doesn't mean that efficiency is a bad thing. It's just that certain inefficiencies can be good yeah some basic things have to be made efficient because it's the basic things like what we do right but we should always leave room for certain inefficiencies or certain things that we don't scale for our business united ag for example if you are on a call in a member services call you can make everything else efficient the claims processing and the enrollments and things but when you're facing a com- customer or a member and you're on a call, if they, somebody wants to talk about whatever and it's a 20-minute call, that's okay. That inefficiency is okay because that you're building a relationship with that. But everything else, you can make it as efficient as, as possible. Right? Yeah, and I think so that's... So you're a, balancing the two. And that's an excellent approach because I think that's what's missing. I think we've all experienced uh, trying to find customer service with companies and had a struggle with it for various reasons it's 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 hard to get a hold of a person yep, yep, these days yep, yep. and so i think I, I think that's a shared frustration with a lot of people i think there's a growing number of people that can a- appreciate that sort of thinking or or you know just like i was talking about you know us doing a, a handwritten note yeah. right yeah. i mean th- think about that i'm paying somebody double minimum wage to write a handwritten note to every single customer. And you know how inefficient that is? But, you know, the appreciation that comes with that because it's we're real people. 
And I think a lot of times, especially in agriculture, we get cast as something other than people. You know, if we can just bring a little bit of that to to them in a little bit of understanding, I, I think it it'll, it'll go a long way. Even for the calls coming in to United Ag, um, we have a life person or two life people answering the calls. And uh, I've in the past when uh, we have people coming into the team, they, they want to make it efficient. They're like, why is this not an automated system? That's more efficient because then the calls can be routed. Nope, that's the wrong way of looking at it because you need to call United Ag and a Sophie should pick up the phone because how many of us struggle and put zero you're hitting zero until you get to mm-hmm. the operator because you don't want to listen to the automated system. And so that's that's so true. That 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 actually has a bigger business impact than people realize. Well, and you think about it, you know, with, with what United Ag does, this is important stuff to people. Yep. It's not a small thing, right? So yeah. if if you're getting cancer treatment, for example, and, and there's a question about your coverage or whatever... This is extremely important. And you're dying the, zero all the time. <laughs> exactly. And you can't get a hold of a yep, person, yep, right? Yeah. And, and you don't have someone you feel like cares or has a relationship with you. Yeah, it's super important. So when I came back to the ranch, I had a new appreciation for it, for sure. And when things would happen, whether that's government policy or just the way the entire system works, I took it personal. Right. Why is this happening to me? Right. And I've been able to change that outlook to, you know, it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. Everything that happens there, there is some silver lining in it. There is some opportunity. And so when I go back and I talk about these challenges that are ahead for us, whether that's you know, regulatory stuff, whether that's markets, whether it's whatever, it's it's really just instead of saying, woe is me and why is this happening to me and you people are trying to kill me and let's, you know, let's go get the torches and pitchforks and let's, you know, do whatever. Instead, you look at it and you say, okay, this is reality in front of me. What can I do? You know, this really was just a question for me of, okay, so what do we do? You know, there's a few options on my plate. I can I can say, you know what, I'm going to throw my hands up and we're just going to sell out and get out of this thing because it's just going to be more difficult moving forward. Or I could look at it and say, okay, with all of these moving pieces, with all these dynamics, is there anything in that that makes us different that someone could value or someone could appreciate? And, and it's really, it comes back to just storytelling. It's one of the core components of us being human uh, is that we relate to stories. Every one of us has a story, right? Mine just so happens to be about our family farm, um, but it resonates with people. And so when you kind of couple that with um, the orchard that we're using to ship out, right? These trees are 110 years old, uh, which gets people's attention. It you know makes them more curious about what we're doing. Um, and and just looking at the system that we're currently using and saying, is there a way for me to make an improvement on that and tell someone the story in the same time and for them to find value in it? And I think what we're finding is that that's the case. And I think if I still had my old attitude that this is happening to me, 
the farm would probably be for sale. So it's it's been, you know, I've, I've experienced a lot of change in the last five years. It hadn't always been easy. Um, but the thing is, is I've learned that my first approach is always gratitude. And when you come from that perspective, when that, when you're, when you're grateful and, and I have a lot to be grateful for, but when you do that, you can't be angry at the same time. You think about that, right? I'm grateful, but I'm mad. No, doesn't work. And so if that is your point of origin for every single situation, and then you couple that with problem solving, there's nothing you can't do. But that that's that's has been a learned behavior for me. Yeah. Um, because I I really did. I used to take it very personal, and I lashed out at anybody that, um, you, you know, that I thought was in my way. And you know, I've just learned that it's much much better approach to just say this didn't happen to me; it happened for me. That's a great. This didn't happen to me, but this happened for me. And taking that approach. That's amazing. That's that's cool. So this um, has been a great conversation. A lot of great takeaways um, in here. Of lots of nuggets that uh, the listeners can take away, and including me from a personal standpoint. Uh, I know every time I talk to you, Eric, I I learn something new, and just um, it changes a little. There's a slight tweak in the way I approach things. Uh, even when I was talking to you as a two weeks ago when I was in Monterey and you were telling me something and as I was making decisions, I was looking through the lens of what would Eric do with this? And um, that changed my kind of the decision I made based on that. So thank you so much for that. Um, thank you for being that leader who is taking a very innovative and a risky approach, uh, but by doing the right thing. And uh, we wish you all the luck. And I'm pretty sure, I'm very confident we'll come back here and congratulate you on a huge successful organization because you're doing a really something that's um, very meaningful and true to who I know you and as your values are. Wow. Thank you. You want to say anything? <laughs> <laughs>